All right. Hi, everyone. Jen Amos here with our co-host, Nani Dominguez. Nani, welcome to the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. And this is actually a special edition uh, for the Filipino American History Month. So at the beginning of the, or right before the month began, I decided to do some research about Filipino American History Month because I know that some people have asked if uh, the Filipino American Woman Project was going to celebrate Filipino American History Month. And I can't say no. <laughs> and so I did some research and I have come to find, and this was not planned at all, but according to the Filipino American National Historical Society, this month's theme for the 2019 Filipino American History Month theme is Panay Visionaries Celebrating the Filipino American Woman. So, Nani, did you know that this was the theme for this month? I absolutely did not. I'm just like pleasantly surprised. This show is really about featuring Filipino American women anyway. And so I, I just think that this theme couldn't have come at a better time. And so we actually had reached out to you, uh, our followers, especially on Instagram. And we wanted to ask you, who do you consider a Panay visionary? And it's really cool. We already got a lot of responses in the last, I don't know, 12 hours since we posted that. So let's go ahead and jump into it. I want to give a shout out to um, IG handle Optimus. So thank you. I just want to give a shout out to you. So she had, I guess you can say, nominated Nina Parks. Uh, Nani, what do we know about Nina Parks? Yes. Nina Parks is an expert in cannabis, cannabis policy, and social equity in the emerging cannabis industry. And in 2018, High Times Magazine named her one of the High Times 100 top influential people in cannabis of 2018. In 2015, she launched a Prop 215 compliant delivery service called Mirage Medicinal and was featured in Weedakit for the work her and her brother were doing to save their cannabis business and advocate for the participation of more people of color and for the inclusion of the formerly incarcerated in the legal cannabis industry. The fight to lowering the barrier of entry for small cannabis businesses led to Nina's participation on the board of the California Growers Association as the representative for delivery services and women of color. She later helped to establish the California Cannabis Delivery Alliance and the Bay Area Delivery Alliance, which led to delivery services being included as a license type in California, which I have definitely benefited from. So thank you, <laughs> Nina, for that work. <laughs> yes. So shout out to Nina Parks. And uh, if you want to learn more about this Penai visionary, you can check out her website at ninaparksconsulting.com. Uh, so yeah, thank you to Optimus for recommending that we feature her today as one of the Pinai visionaries. And just full disclosure, Nani and I are kind of um, approaching this like a scavenger hunt when it comes to finding these Pinai visionaries, which is why uh, we appreciate your help in sharing these contacts with us. Because, you know, I, if I haven't made it clear already on the show, I only know so much about my culture. But the way that I have learned uh, more about being Filipina 
in our overall experience is through your stories and through your contributions to the show. So we really want to thank our listeners and I want to thank Nani as well for just, you know, making all of this possible. Uh, and if it wasn't for your contribution and feedback and messaging us, uh, we wouldn't be able to celebrate Filipino American History Month the way that we are right now. So anyway, that was Nina Parks. A shout out to Nina Parks for being nominated as a Panay Visionary for the Filipino American Women Project podcast show. Now, if you if you have a Panay Visionary in your life, or if you know of a Panay Visionary that you want us to feature and educate our listeners on, uh, feel free to message us on Instagram or check out our show notes on how you can get a hold of us, how you can email us. And please share who you consider a Panay Visionary and why. And we'd be more than happy to give you a shout out as well as give your Panay Visionary a shout out and a little educational piece on that Filipina American woman. Okay, cool. And with that said, let's go ahead and get started on our show. Welcome to the Filipino American Women Project, a podcast show that shares stories and life lessons told by individuals living or have lived in America that are of Filipino descent and identify as female. I'm your host, Jen Amos, a fellow Filipino American woman, and I'm excited for you to join us. Let's get started. Oh yeah, we're, we're already recording. <laughs> I was like, okay, ready? <laughs> oh my God. Okay, yeah, okay. ready. Okay, and go, all right. <clears throat> okay, hi everyone. Jen Amos here with the Filipino American Woman Project podcast show with none other than my amazing co-host, Nani Dominguez. Nani, welcome back to the show. Hey, everybody. And we have a special episode for you today because by the time you listen to this, we would have passed well over a thousand plays for our show. When we initially hit it, I knew that we, uh, Nani and I needed to come together again, just like we did in, let me check, in episode, so I can give a little shout out to that episode. Let's see. Let's see. In episode nine, when Nani and I talk, asked the question, what has the show meant to you so far? Because at that time we had 400 total plays that was actually in the uh, beginning of August. So this was just a month ago. So a month since then we've had, uh, how, what's the math? That's 600, <laughs> 600 total plays. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One, <laughs> 1,000 minus 400 is 600. I, yeah, that's right. We don't know math. But I know basic math, and I think that's it. And if anyone has anything to say, just DM us so I can give you a shout out on the show. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, there you go. But yeah, I mean, even before the month of August ended, because now now we're already, when you're listening to this, we're actually recording this in about mid-September already. But within that month of August, we had already uh, reached over a 1,000 total plays. And so we thought that it would be great to come together and just have a kind of like a, a thank you show and uh, share our experience. I know that we had some of our listeners and active Instagram 
Instagram uh, members, followers uh, engage with us and ask us some questions about what the show has meant to us so far. So the I think the structure of the show today is I'm going to, we're going to just kind of go back and forth with like Nani and I bantering and me kind of sharing some notes that I've, I've really been wanting to share for some time now and, and just kind of have fun today on the show. That sound good to you, Nani? Sounds good. Cool, cool. So before I really dive into certain things, do you have any opening thoughts for us, Nani? I just want to say thank you to everyone for listening and and for DMing us or emailing Jen or doing your own podcast episodes. It really means a lot to me personally to be able to connect with so many people that share so many of the experiences that I've had in my life that I thought nobody would ever understand. So I just want to thank everyone for listening and interacting however you feel comfortable. And we we want to keep the conversation going. Ah, beautifully said. Thank you for that, Nani. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I I don't know what I do, but when I hear when I hear you talk, I always feel like you have you like articulate it in in a very eloquent way that it makes me feel like you helped sum up my thoughts. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. I could say the same about you. <laughs> oh, well, yay us. This is why we make great co-hosts for the show. Yeah, it's a perfect example. <laughs> yes, yeah. So I, I I totally forgot what order I said I was going to go through all this. But for anyone that's interested in our stats, I figured I'd just kind of run through that real quick. We have, I, I think the last time we were only, I think we were like in two or three countries. We were like in the United States, a little bit in the Philippines, and like, I think randomly in the UK, I think is what is what we mentioned last time. And if I forgot, then just listen to episode nine, where I reference it and talk about the, the countries. Well, since then, that was, was already about a month ago, we actually are in a couple of other countries now, a total of one, we went from three to, let's see, three four, five, six, seven countries. So let me share some of these Aww. countries with you. Yeah, we're in Colombia. So shout out to people who are in Colombia. I have no idea where Colombia is. I'm going to have to like look that up. But hello, it's Col- it's Colombia with an O, C-O-L-O-M-B-A. So hello, Colombia. <laughs> yeah, hello, Colombia. Yes. And uh, the Philippines also, uh, last time we were talking about this, we had like less than 1% listening in. Now we have 1%. So thank you, Philippines, for, for getting more listenership for our show. We have the UK. We have Mongolia. So very cool. I've never been there. Canada. So I think, I don't know if we had Canada last time, but shout out to Canada and as well, Germany. So Germany, actually, so those first five I mentioned, Colombia, Philippines, UK, Mongolia, Canada, those all got like 1% about, and then Germany got 2%. And of course, the United States, um, if you do the math, got 91%, which makes sense because that's our target audience, obviously. But what I'm what I am kind of intrigued by are the states now that are that have been listening to us. So I don't remember the stats from last time. <laughs> but I do know it was it was a fewer states, I think we had like, probably like, maybe four or five states, I really don't remember. But the states that we're currently active in right now, we have 2% in Illinois. So and in Illinois, we have uh, mainly Chicago listening in. That's probably Rhea. So thank you, Rhea, if that's you. (laughs) Yeah, shout out to Rhea. Yeah, shout out to Rhea. Oh, let me tell you, Rhea, if you're listening to this, I am like awfully proud of you. (laughs) So Rhea, (laughs) Rhea still has like no joke, the highest plays. 
on our show. So I think at the time when we when we were talking about these stats, she probably had maybe 50 or 60. Well, her numbers have doubled to 134 plays. So shout out to you. If anyone is interested in listening to Rhea Predican over there in Chicago, that is episode six. Second place would be, I don't really want to mention the first two or the first one. I don't want to mention the first one. I'll mention the second one, which is actually my good friend Giselle. That's the second episode ever. And she's in set. She goes, she's currently at San Diego State. I think getting a PhD in something. Oh my gosh, she's going to kill me if she hears this. But shout out to you, Giselle. That's episode two. I know she's getting a PhD that involves uh, working in higher education. And, and a lot of our numbers just really went up overall. I just want to let you all know that the lowest plays any of the shows have is around like 50 plays. Oh, boohoo. You know, like that's a lot for like, like 50 is the most minimum that people have listened to shows. And so from 50 plays all the way to 130 plus plays gives us a collective of about 1200 plays at this point. If you're listening and at least uh, in mid-September is when I'm recording these numbers. So really, really cool. I want to dive more into the States uh, real quick. So we have Chicago, we have Washington at 3%, Connecticut, Virginia, 4%. <laughs> just, that's hey, probably just, I see you building yeah. your network. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> and it's it's cool because like half of it's Virginia Beach, which that's probably me. But we also have Charlottesville, Centerville, Arlington. I don't even know how to pronounce this. Anandel and Fairfax. So for any of y'all that are listening uh, from there, shout out to you. I live in Virginia. Would love to meet up with you. Just let me know. Hit me up. And then we have... Kansas. I've never been to Kansas. We have people called listening in from Derby, Derby, Kansas and Wichita, Wichita. Oh my gosh, Wichita, Kansas. So thank you to you, Kansas. I've never been there. I don't, I don't even know how the state, the shape of the state looks like. Let's see, Kansas. I'm looking it up right now. I definitely don't. <laughs> yeah, it looks like, wait, let's see. Oh my gosh. Someone is like laughing right now as they're listening to this. I'm like still trying um, to remember my capital here on the shapes of the states. <laughs> yeah. You ever, you ever, were you ever taught that song with the capitals? Like, not, was it the capitals or the states? No, I, I learned how to like, there was a song with the states, like Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas. Anyway, I can never finish it because I don't remember. So, Anyway, that's a... Yeah, it sounds like it would be a really long song. (laughs) Yeah, so that's my knowledge of uh, geography, everyone. We have Kansas. We have 10% in New York, which is not a surprise because we've had a lot of our listeners uh, from New York or a lot of our guests from New York. So mainly New York, New York, so New York City and Brooklyn and the Bronx. So shout out to all of you. Let me see here. If if I didn't mention your place, please give me a shout out or DM us again and and, uh, just adamantly say, Jen, Next time you need to say this city because I was there and I'm listening. So if I didn't give you a shout out, you're allowed to do that. It's okay. I will not take it personally. (laughs) And of course, the number one state that has the highest percentage out of all the states is California. But what I find most interesting is that uh, when we first talked about this, most of our listeners in California were from the Bay Area. It still is by 19%, but we have uh, it's it's spread out to other places in in California as well. So we have LA being second, uh, second to San Francisco. I know this is like still mainly NorCal for these next ones, but still we have Oakland, San Jose, San Diego, six percent. So I so my numbers are going up there as a shout out to my friends in San Diego. (laughs) Yeah. 
But we actually have a lot more places. Oh my gosh, I'm actually scrolling now. So we have, I'm just going to read out all the cities in California. Fairfield, Vallejo, Pasadena, San Pablo, uh, South San Francisco. Wow, I didn't even know they would separate that. Chula Vista. Chula Vista is where I lived for about 15, 16 years uh, in San Diego. So shout out to Chula Vista. I wonder if that's my mom listening. So mom, if you're... (laughs) I know. So mom, (laughs) hi. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Let's see. We have Covina. I love you, mom. Hi, mom. Uh, yeah, <laughs> my actual non- mom, not my mother-in-law. <laughs> the one that like barged in that one episode. Okay, yeah, let's yeah. see. We have uh, Covina, Glendale, Burling, Burling, is it Burlingham? Is it Burlingham? Burlingame. Yeah, with a G. There's a G in it. So is it Burlingame? Yeah, Burlingame is uh, okay. okay. Cool. So Burlingame, Hemet. Oh my God, I don't know how to pronounce this one. It's like Antioch. 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 <laughs> yes, that one. Thank you. Is that Ooh, that's up there as my well? My dad lived in Antioch. I wonder. <gasps> <Ooh>. <laughs> no, hey, kidding. Uncle. No. <laughs> I know. It's like whoa, hey, whoa. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, Tito. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I've, I've always said like Uncle. It's just always been like a thing for me. I've never said like I never said like Tito or Tita until like people in my extended family told me to call them that. But like yeah. most of my family, it's like un- like auntie, uncle. So yeah, I just yeah, everybody in my family is auntie or uncle. But now that my best friend has a baby, I plan we're my I'm Tita. Yes, <laughs> I think <laughs> I'd, I think I'd want to be called Tita also. Actually, like if I ever have, I prefer a... that. Yeah, it's it's cute. It's cute. Okay, and I think it's so... easy for kids to say too. Yeah, because like aunt, there's like a certain way to say aunt or auntie. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's. Tita sounds more fun, I think. Or like in Filipino families, it's empty. Empty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Let me see here. So we have shout out to Los Altos, Moreno Valley, Long Beach, Santa Rosa, Bellflower, Canyon Country. List goes on. El Cajon, Lincoln, Chino Hills, Tustin, Buena Park, Porter Ranch. Oh my gosh. I can't pronounce this one. It's Yukaipa. Have you heard of that one? Yukaipa? How does how's it spelled? Y-U-C-A-I-P-A. No, I have not heard of that. Okay, so that's well, new. I don't know where that is. I'm going to Google that right now. Okay, you right. California. Let's see where I'll you're at. If it's in Northern California. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm just embarrassed that I don't know. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> well, don't be. That makes two of us. <laughs> yeah. So listeners are embarrassed. We're very embarrassed. So, okay, so you if I'm pronouncing it wrong, someone please call in and leave a voice message and tell us how to pronounce it. it is actually in so it's um so it's SoCal. It's very very east of Los Angeles. So it's in San Bernardino, San Bernardino, Riverside, Moreno Valley area. So thank oh. you, thank you guys for listening in. The list goes on. We have Poway, Antelope, Oxnard, San Lorenzo, Lama Linda, Sa- San Leandro. Oh my gosh. Anaheim, Rosetta, Lancaster, Laguna Beach, Grass Valley. I can't pronounce this one. It's like Yukai, Yukia. <laughs> it's, Wait, how do you spell? It's a, it's you. Okay. So just so you all know, I do a lot of editing, the listeners. I do a lot of editing to edit out like how awful I am with pronouncing things, but I will not edit this out just for your listening pleasure. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so Yukia, it's spelled, and that's my dog. That's my dog trying to pronounce it. You can't do it, Stugi. You're not you're not great at pronouncing. Hey, Stugi. <laughs> yeah, no, stop it. You can't pronounce. You don't even know what we're talking about. Give me one second. Yes, I guess I can. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Go ahead.
coming back. I'm coming back. <laughs> okay, I'm back. <laughs> okay. So it's spelled U U K I A H. Does that make sense? I'm gonna Ukaya. Yeah. Ukaya. Oh, okay. I you know that? I've heard of that before, but I don't know where it is. But I've okay. heard the name before. Ukiah. Here we go. Let's see where you're yeah, located. Ukiah. <laughs> yeah. For all the places I can't pronounce, I'm looking you up. So shout out to you and encourage your list, encourage your neighbors to listen so that I can do a better job pronouncing your place. Okay. So let's see here. It's like, it's like, well, it's like way North of San Francisco. It's like, it's near the Mendocino national forest. Is that ring a bell? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's like South, okay. South, uh, West of it right I'm, there. I'm feeling like I may have been there before, but I have no clue when it would be. It just sounds so familiar now that you say where it is. But anyway, go on. Yeah. Okay, cool. The list goes <laughs> on. So just so you all know, the list goes on. <laughs> like I was looking at the other states, but it seems like there's a lot of, a lot of us scattered all over California listening in. So a couple more places here. I think I'm almost done. We have Hayward, Baldwin Park, uh, Fairfax. I believe I mentioned Fairfax. No, Fairfax was probably, anyway, Northridge, Fairfax, West Covina. Yes, West Covina. Oh my gosh, Salsalito. I think is the is how you pronounce it. This one. Okay, I need help with this. It's spelled T U J U N G A. It's like to 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 junga. So like junga, like jungle, but like but like with an A. So junga to jung to junga to I think I have never heard of that place before. Yeah. We're going to look up this place right now. Tajunga. It's in oh, LA. It is. Yes. Are you looking it up too? <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So we have Tajunga. We have Sebastopol. It's like Sebastian, but Tapol, mm -hmm. Sebastopol. Yeah, this is awful. Okay. Stockton, Santa Clarita. Clarita? Clar oh my God, that sounds like I'm saying clitoris right now. Santa Clarita. <laughs> Santa Clarita. <laughs> Selmar. Selmar, Daily City. Daily City, hey. Actually, one of our one of our past guests was from Daily City. Let me just look look this up really quick. Shout out to, give me one second, Marianne Clark. Yeah. Episode five. Yeah, she, she's from Daily City. So shout out to her. And last but not least, we have Lakewood. So listeners wow. you there's a lot of you in california this time around first time around i didn't have to scroll this much i'm very impressed yeah, and that's what i was just thinking <laughs> yeah i'm very impressed and honored that you all are listening in and joining us for the show so yeah very cool very cool so there's that about the stats and a lot of you are apple podcasts or itunes listeners so shout out to itunes or apple apple people i'm a i'm an iphone holder and mac user i actually do most of my editing with GarageBand. in case anyone's ever curious on what i do to edit my shows <laughs> and we have 39 percent. actually i'm kind of surprised because last time we had half on spotify and half on itunes and at the time it was even because spotify would release the episodes first because they own Anchor. And so they try to distribute stuff through their platform first. So really cool to see that. Yeah, really cool to see that despite despite like being distributed first on Spotify, that mo um, about 50% of our listeners are listening through iTunes. So thank you all Apple users for tuning in and listening. And even if you're not an Apple user and you listen to Spotify, thank you for listening. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> thank you for listening. <laughs> so, or on um, any other platform. 
Yes. And other platforms, if there's any other ones, it's uh, it's just like 7% other. So the top, the, the big ones right now are Apple and, and Spotify, so Apple Podcasts. And the number one device, actually, so talking about device, not platforms, the number one device are iPhone users. 77% of our listeners are listening from their iPhone. So thank you all for doing that. And also for and, well, Android, sadly, got 5%. So for all you Android users, just know that we see you and we appreciate you. <laughs> Let's see here. So Nani, any initial thoughts about those geographical and just how people uh, digest their, their show or d- digest our show? Yeah. I mean, I've listened both on iTunes and Spotify. I kind of switch between those apps throughout the day. So I I understand that. But the breakdown of the cities in California, at least, and also internationally, seem to have really multiplied since the last time we checked the stats and did a special episode, which I think was, you said it was like at our 400 place. So now that we're at a thousand in just like, how, how long ago was that? Like a month? Um, yeah, it was about a month when we, it was at least a month when we published that episode. So that was, we published we it in August 4. Yeah. And that was episode nine. Okay. Yeah. So that's a lot of progress and not a lot of time. So again, thank you all. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so there's some things, there's some points that I wanted to share today. I was kind of collecting these just throughout I don't know, just throughout the weeks and just some points I want to make out for for if you're listening and let's say you haven't shared your story or let's say you have shared your story. There's some notes I wanted to share like with with all of you and I have it in no particular order. I kind of just have these notes scattered. But one of the first questions that I've get, been getting asked uh, lately is when will my episode be ready? And I totally get it. Like you want to hear yourself. I love it. Let me just tell you about how the show is made. It, it also for you all that's interested in podcasting, this would be a good educational experience for you and, and what have you. And actually, if you are interested in podcasting, there's a podcast conference just for women coming up in Atlanta, Georgia in next month in September, which I'm going to. So if you happen to be around the area, yes. Yeah. If you happen to be around the area, I know that we had no states that mentioned that like we had Georgia listeners, but if you happen to be around that area and you're thinking about starting a podcast, would love to see you at that event or maybe meet you along the way. If you live anywhere between Virginia and Georgia, I'd love the opportunity to even just grab coffee with you. Cause I'm probably just going to drive down myself and have like a girl's vacation just with me, myself and I, cool. yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. All right. Jen Amos here jumping into the middle of our show as I always do to remind you why this show is possible. So, you know at the end of every episode, I tend to say, if you didn't catch our guest contact info, don't worry, we'll have those in the show notes. Check them out. I work so hard on them. You're welcome. Well, it's been brought to my attention that our show notes are not as easy to find as I thought, which is why starting summer 2020, the Filipino American Woman Project is proud to be partnering with Captivate, the world's only growth-oriented podcast host. Captivate is created for independent podcasters, designed from day one to help you to focus on audience growth and the expansion of your audio influence. One way that Captivate makes our lives easier as independent podcasters is by taking the guesswork out of making a website for your show. That's right, a website for your show. So listeners, starting summer 2020, 
Finding our show notes will be so much easier. All thanks to Captivate. You're welcome, as always. If you're about to start podcasting or are getting burnt out from all the extra work of producing one, like building a website, consider a seven-day free trial, that's right, free, with Captivate by visiting thephilamwoman.com. That's the Philam, short for FilipinoAmericanWoman.com. Or, you know, check out our show notes in the meantime, which is in the details section of each episode. Once again, you can visit thephilamwoman.com or visit the details section of this episode. But let me talk about how, how the shows are made, because I know by the time when you're listening to it, just like with a movie or any kind of media you digest, you're listening to the final product. And there's a lot, there's actually a lot that goes behind it. Even though I am pretty haphazard with how I do this show, there's still a lot of work to getting it up. So the first thing that happens, uh, well, actually the very first thing, kind of going back to the birth of the show, was figuring out how to distribute it. Well, actually, I won't go that way back because there's so much detail to that. But once the show is up and running, what happens is when we do a show, we when we do a recording, it usually takes what, like 40, 60 minutes. And sometimes if we if we're really just like having a good conversation, it goes a little over. So let's say it takes an hour. Well, in order to edit it, I have my virtual assistant, Patricia, shout out to Patricia. She actually goes through it first and she helps me cut out the ums and the ahs and occasionally uh, some other things in there. And then, so that that's an, that's an hour. And then I go in and I edit it and I make sure that I cut out the stutters or like certain parts where people had requested to cut out of the episode. That takes twice as long as what my virtual assistant does. So total, once it, once it's done, it could take about two to four, sometimes five hours just to get one episode done and then to get it uploaded. And so I'm not trying to like withhold your story and, and hold it ransom. It's that even though this is not like my full-time job, this is really like my passion project. I put a lot of heart and effort and editing into it because I know that for a lot of us, it's it takes a lot of courage to share your story, first of all. It really does. Because I know that in order for some of us to share our story, we have to think about everyone else's stories first. And we have to think about how we're going to disrupt their stories before we can share our story. And sometimes because we don't want to disrupt our loved ones' stories about themselves, that they tell themselves about themselves, if that makes sense, that sometimes we don't want to share our story. And so the fact that women are willing to come forward and share their story, like I, I don't take that lightly. And so I do my best to, it may take a lot, it may take a while. It's a big labor of love, but it's also good practice for me. Cause I actually run other podcast shows, whole other conversation for another time, but it's just a big labor of love. And I know that it's, it's, I want you to like hear yourself in, in your best light when you're on. Cause when I edit, I leave most of my stuff in it. Like when I mess up, I leave it in because I don't really care. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I don't mind, but I know for people that come on the show, it's probably their first time sharing their story in a public forum like that. They don't know who's listening. And so it takes a while. And so if you're hearing this, I just want to thank you in advance for your patience and know that your episode will come out unless I tell you otherwise, like, unless I say, oh, that, that episode was so muffled. Could we do that again? Uh, so Nani, I kind of just wanted to uh, get your thoughts on any of that and yeah, see if you had any thoughts on the product, like the, like what I do before it, it goes on air. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that that is helpful. That explanation is helpful for people, especially people who have done interviews and are kind of like, hello. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that, I'm sure that there are. So that, 
that's a good way to clear it up. Yeah, I thought that'd be like a good, good thing to cover. I already posted it on like Instagram stories, but like in case anyone's listening to this, like, oh, okay, so Jen puts a lot of work into this. All right. No, no, no. I just, I just had like one or two that would ask, but I, I, you know, we did have someone um, and I won't mention their name, but they were asking like, oh, can the show be released at a certain time so we could promote like something that's coming up. And although, uh, although this show does talk about what you're actively working on, it's, it's, that's like the primary focus is like where you're at currently in life and, um, and what's going on and what lesson you're carrying to get you through this current state and current season of your life. And so, so it's not really about, so that's the primary thing. And then if it just so happens that we can release this in a time that helps you promote whatever you're doing, then that's great. But other than that, like it's, it's really at the getting these shows up is really at the mercy of my time because I do run a business with my husband and I have my own projects as well. And, and yeah, it's just, it's just a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of things go behind it. And I hope, uh, thank you. Thanks, Donnie. See, you always, always, <laughs> always. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I do just want to say, Jen, if there's anything else, I know that I've been doing outreach here and there, but if there's anything else that I can help you with, by all means, let me know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that's so funny. I, I realized that's what I wanted to talk to you about before we started this recording. So I guess we can, okay. <laughs> let's, let's talk about that afterward. And okay. also I just want to, I just want to make an invitation to any of you listeners, any of us, I just I just went to this like podcast workshop at the conference I just attended and they said you shouldn't say listeners you should you should talk as if you're talking to one person on your show. So I'm working on that but maybe not maybe I might just say listeners. But if I you are I listening pick that up from you and I just like don't even think about it now. I'm just like listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we do have a lot of listeners. So there you go. <laughs> Yeah. So ladies, listeners, gents, whoever, non-binary, whoever is listening, if this show has resonated with you in any way, you are always more than welcome to reach out. I know uh, people like Nani and shout out to Marjorie, who we are interviewing soon. If we have, if you haven't heard her episode already, she reached out as well to see how she can contribute. If you're looking for something, if you don't know how to contribute, but you want to contribute, you're more than welcome to reach out because that's, that's how Nani did it. And that's how Marjorie did it. And we just talked about it. We figured out a way to make it happen. So we love that you're listening, but we also would love for you to get involved as well. We will meet you where you're at. Yes, there's a place <laughs> when, for everyone. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. So here's a future episode I wanted to sh uh, have with you, Nani. And we sort of talked about this in the past episodes, but I really want to dive deeper into like our relationship with men. <laughs> I think okay. that we, you and I have not necessarily like similar things, but we definitely have like complicated relationships with the men in our lives. And so I would love to uh, dedicate a future episode on that. And if any of our listeners are interested in talking about your male problems or your male triumphs, however you want to call it, uh, we would love to uh, just kind of have you message in and, and um, let us know if there's anything you want to add or even join us on the show. But I know that we covered it a little. Or we edited anything that you want to know from us. Yeah. Exactly. Anything you want to know, we actually edited edited it out <laughs> of another episode because it was just it was we felt like it was taken away from uh, the conversation at the time, and so we want to be able to just have an episode just dedicated to that. So if you are interested in talking about anything men and your relationship with men, particularly Filipino men, <laughs> but or not. <laughs> Let us know, and we'd love to have you on. Yeah, not in my case. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to be Filipino. Just more like 
what does it mean to be, let's say you're a Filipina or of Filipina descent, and you feel close to the Maria Clara archetype, like you kind of identify with that. And, and that has affected your relationships with men. We love to have you on the show. I can't wait to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes, yes. I found my notes as well. And one of them, so that was the first piece of one of my topics that I have on my list. And then maybe we could even take it a step further or make it a separate episode to talk about our experience dating with our (gasps) families um, and kind of incorporating dating and family. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Which I feel like would probably be a whole nother episode, but who knows? Maybe just one really long one. You know, I I actually have thought about this. This was I thought about this back in 2017 around around February because you know it's like Valentine's Day. It's like Love Month. I had always mm-hmm. wanted to do some kind of like theme around that, but I've never gotten around to it. So I'm wondering if maybe we can like just like pre-record some episodes about our relationship with men or women. Yeah. You know, yeah. have a month about love and and relationships. <sighs> And that's um, a good idea because there's a lot to cover there. So I feel like we could definitely spread that out into like a theme of a series of episodes for Valentine's Day. Or yes. Yeah. And I we don't have to, idea. we don't have to record it in February, everyone. So if you are intrigued by our little description here of what we're hoping to plan for February, we'd love for you to reach out and we'll see what happens. <laughs> but I think it'll be a good, I think it'd be a really good conversation for sure. For sure. Cool, cool. All right. So let me see what other notes I have here. Do you have any notes, by the way, that you wanted to share for the show? I know I'm kind of just going through mine. I mean, I have my list here up on the topics that I had just been noting for just random conversations. That was one of them, the whole dating and family thing. Another one was something that we kind of touched on before in a different episode, but we didn't we didn't really explore it at all. But talking about sharing kind of this work that we're doing or even just the whole podcast like with our families and stuff and getting and like caring whether or not they listen to these episodes Mm. yeah let's let's pause there (laughs) let's let's pause there and (laughs) and discuss that yeah so we had we had um a couple of our guests i feel like have mentioned and even yeah, a couple of guests have mentioned like, oh, you know, I hope that this doesn't, I don't have like the best examples, but some people uh, would, would mention something like, uh, oh, I, I hope I didn't, I hope this doesn't offend my family or like, you know, whatever I said, maybe I won't share this episode uh, with my family. Uh, Nani, I'd like to kind of get, I'd, I'd love for you to kind of take the lead on this. And and I just want, kind of want to piggyback off of what you have to say. But since you have it as a note, yeah, I'd love for you to kind of start off this this little conversation here. <laughs> Okay, well, we had a discussion via email with with one of our our guests who was worried about some of the things that she had to say offending her family if they ever heard her episode on the podcast. And that's something that I've thought about a lot about as well. And I think that that sometimes shocks me up a little bit when we're doing the interviews because I'm constantly thinking like, there's something that I want to say, but I'm like, should I say that? Like, if my dad heard that, my cousin heard that, if so-and-so heard that, what would they say? And I've been noticing that not just with the interviews, but that's kind of how I lead through everything in life, kind of just worried about what they think about what I'm doing or kind of worried about their approval or validation or 
even just their opinion, almost when I already know it's going to be something that I don't want to hear, right? And so for me, that's the only reason why I had never reached out and tried to get involved before I had reached out to you was kind of out of that fear. But once I kind of just said, fuck it, and and I reached out to you, and this ended up happening, and here we are, and now I'm like, wow, this means so much more to me, and this is so much more powerful for my healing than it ever matters anyone else's opinion. You know what I mean? Sorry. Yes. I don't know how to say that. It's so much more powerful and essential to my healing than it would be important. Then I would care about anyone else's opinion of it. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now with it. And I had listened to another podcast that when we were on that email chain, I had recommended that our guests check out because it was a story about a Filipino-American guy who, how was I going to tie that in? Hold on a second. I don't know. You can go and I'll come back to that. Okay, cool. No worries. The power of editing. I, you know, I, no, no, no worries. No, don't, don't ever apologize to me, Nani. Just don't. (laughs) It's like, you know, (laughs) it's like how I, it's how I should never thank you. Like that one episode, like you should never just apologize to me. Let's just, let's just get, let's just get over that and be like, okay, we're on the show together. (laughs) Lots of love here. And apologize. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm glad that you brought this up, Nani, because I I have been thinking a lot about this as well. And in fact, most of my notes are about this. Uh, Really just the fear of sharing our truth because in, in, in fear that we're going to like hurt the people we love the most or in fear, like we don't know what they're going to do to us if we share, share their, share your story. And I want to say this now, like, if you're in an, if, if you feel unsafe, I don't want you to share your story. I totally get it. When I told my mom, so when I told my mom that I was molested, I was in the Philippines and, and it was around the time when my grandma passed away. This, I think this was back in 20, 2008. And I was still pretty young. That was, I mean, what was that? That was like 11 years ago now. Oh my gosh. I was like 20. So I was just barely finding my voice. And when I told my mom, she was like the final person Like I I had already felt unsafe in the Philippines to begin with. I I never felt safe there. The the mosquito bites did not help. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But just like, just my whole experience there just made me really feel unsafe. And especially when I got, when I was molested, I felt extremely unsafe. And so my mom was the last person that I was seeking safety from. And when I told her what happened to me and she basically dismissed what happened, I was literally scared for my life. Like, and I was in the Philippines and and to me, it was a foreign land. Like I didn't know where to go. I didn't know who to ask for help. My mom flew me out there. I couldn't find myself back. I didn't have that. I don't, I had to wait, you know, I had to wait till the end of the month before we came back. And so for me at that point, I I remember this, like, I remember there was like this, (laughs) it's, it's kind of funny. There's, 
I don't know about you, but there's some songs that I could just play on repeat forever until I'm like really sick yeah. of it. But but if I find one song, I will play it on repeat until yeah, until I kill it, right? Same, so there's like this <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. And and so there was this one back then I was into like mixed music and there was this like DJ that mixed all these like songs that I really loved together. And it was a good like I think it was like 15 minutes long. It was like the best like mix of music I ever listened to. But I remember I was just for the rest of the trip, I was just listening to those to the music over and over and over again and just playing on repeat because it was the one thing that made me feel safe i i felt like i couldn't really communicate with anyone anymore at that time i didn't know who to ask for help it was only until i i don't know if i've mentioned this on the show yet but on the day of my grandma's funeral i actually didn't attend it did i did i ever share this with you nani because if i didn't share with you no. i didn't share it on the show okay so Okay, so on the day of the funeral, I didn't go to my yeah, I didn't go to my grandma's funeral because I was I just felt completely unsafe about like everything and I was very angry that no one was listening. Now, to my family's credit, they were grieving. I just lost my grandma. Uh, but I just couldn't. I just couldn't find it in myself to go there and be around people that made me feel unsafe. So I stayed back in the house and uh and and that felt like the safest place for me. The same room that my cousin molested me in, that was the room I was in. And to my surprise, my cousin, he, he didn't go to the funeral either. <laughs> he came up to that room and he found me in that room. And I just remember how afraid of my life was. Now, I do want to say I, my cousin, my cousin actually follows me on Facebook. <laughs> He's we're connected on there. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's actually kind of, I want to share this perspective though. This is, I think this is really important to share because I think some of you might be looking at my cousin as a villain right now. And I'm not saying that I'm trying to like side with him or empathize or, or minimize what I'm going through. But when he came to see me in the room, although I was like really scared for my life, he was like the most apologetic person like I've, I've ever known him to be. Like he came up to me and he's like, he's like, can you forgive me? Can you forgive me? And I remember telling him, I was like, I was like, how can I forgive you? Like, you're the reason why I hate the Philippines. Like I was, you guys have to understand, like I, my heart was pounding when, when right. I was, when I was confronting him, like I, I was already backed into a corner and I had this monster right in front of me and, and he's not a monster, everyone, but at that moment he was a monster right. to me. <laughs> and I was just right. saying like, I had, I had to like verbally explain like what he made me feel. And it, it's so strange because all he wanted was my forgiveness. He re he really didn't mean to do that, which is which is so interesting. And if anyone has had this experience before where you confronted your molester or your attacker or your abuser, however you want to call it, you know, at least from my experience, like he he was he was really apologetic. And let me give you a little background on him. His mom was in an abusive relationship when she had him and she, because she couldn't divorce at the time. Cause I know, I know that, what do you call it? Like separation, like you couldn't divorce in the Philippines at the time. I believe she, I don't know the whole story. I have to, I have to talk to her about this, but she essentially like left the Philippines and he was him and his uh, sister were left with our relatives to be raised uh, separately. And so he has mommy issues <laughs> or he had mommy issues. He's in a different place now. Um, he's alive, but anyway, he, it, it was interesting to just see like it, he he wasn't trying to be a monster. And for me, that that helped a lot. So eventually he asked me, he said, he's like, well, what what can I do? What can I do for you to forgive me? And I said to him, well, 
you need to tell my mom and your mom what you did to me because my mom doesn't believe me. And, uh, and, and the good thing is that he did. And this was already like, this is already a decade ago. So I, I'm very, thank God for all of this. I don't know, like this is very miraculous to me, but he told, he told his mom, told my mom and long story short, he, he got therapy and he got the help that he needed. His mom uh, is now retired in the Philippines with him. And he has a family now, like he has, he's married, he has a child. And I mean, not that I've seen him since, uh, nor do I want to be around him without my husband, <laughs> but he was able to find some healing and all of that. But it took a while, you know, even till this day, like I wouldn't like even now, like with that whole traumatic experience, like I wouldn't share my story there unless let's say my husband was with me to make me feel safe. And so this, I'm just trying to tie this all back to like, if you're, if you're not ready to share your story, like I understand because there's some, there's some times that you might be, you might actually be in an unsafe place and we don't want to pressure you to get yourself out of that, you know, you know, put yourself in a vulnerable place to get hurt or, or what have you. So very, very serious topic. I wasn't expecting on going there, but you know, from a very, very deep level, this show is really about meeting you where you're at. And just like what Jolene uh, will say in her episode, if you haven't heard it already, you can just join us for the ride. And when you're ready to take the shot, if you're ready to take shotgun or grab the wheel, then we'll be, we'll be ready for you. And so I just want to like close with that. And, and I have a lot of more notes on that, but I just want to check in with you, Nani, and see if you had anything you wanted to share. I mean, I think that we can continue to talk about it. I guess it's something that I'm still trying to, like a thought that I'm still trying to process. And while I know that the end kind of result is like, for example, with my Instagram, I've gone back and forth like, oh, should I make it private or should I keep it public? You know, just in case someone sees that blog post that I wrote or finds out I'm on a podcast and listens to me and makes fun of me. Like I've, I've been living in that kind of mindset for a long time. And I know that I'm still here doing it anyway. I'm still posting stuff up anyway. <laughs> and I I feel like I kind of just am sitting here with my seatbelt on, like waiting for the crash. But at the end of the day, I guess it doesn't matter. I just feel like other people might feel that way. And it would be nice to kind of outline the thought process to try and be helpful. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it yet. And, and, and I don't know why I'm so unsure about how I feel about it. Like what could really anyone have to say at the end of the day, this is my experience and I'm the only one who have had these experiences in this consequential order and nobody else can tell me otherwise. So it's kind of like, why am I still waiting around for someone else's approval or praise or acknowledgement you know what I mean when yeah I'm already here doing it so yeah I, I don't know I I hear you I get it it's like you don't you don't know why but I I, I feel I feel that with you I want to actually so part part of the notes I also want to share is I want to talk to the listener directly so listener I am I'm talking directly to you <laughs> What do they say? Like breaking down the fourth wall. I'm breaking down the fourth wall and I'm talking directly to you. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and here's what I want to say. Like, and I say this, I say this with a lot of love and I say this with a lot of compassion. And I, and I hope at this point 
Like you understand that I'm not saying this to be vicious or or anything. But if you're listening to the show and you're in, and, and especially if, if you're listening to a loved one that is sharing their story and you're and and you're listening to the part that you're about right that if you're if you're listening to the point where you need to correct the person sharing their story, then this show is not for you. Like with all due respect, I don't like no matter how old you are, no matter how young you are, no matter what level or tier that I I don't know. I'm not really sure on titles and stuff. Really, I'm very Americanized. I don't know, and but I totally understand the dynamics of respecting your elders. But if you're listening to the show with the intent of telling someone, oh, I wish you didn't say that. If you're listening to try to censor, then this show is not for you. With this show, it's intended to give our guest a a space to speak their truth. And their truth might not always be factual. Like, I I hope I make that sound clear. Like sometimes, like even though it may not be factual, it's the story that we have told ourselves to this point. And, and some, a lot of people get on the show to reach a certain breakthrough, to fight for themselves again, and to rewrite their story moving forward. If I haven't explained the work it takes to create the episode yet, you can rewind and listen to that. But really, this show is not meant to censor us. It's not meant for you to censor. It's not meant for you to criticize us. It's meant for you to listen with an open mind and an open heart and know that we're not doing it. This is not about hurting you. This is about finding healing in ourselves. And I truly, truly, truly hope listener, I'm talking to you directly. I usually say listeners, but I'm talking to you. And I know that you're listening, that this is not about you. This is about, this is about us and us finding healing. And I truly, truly, truly hope that you appreciate that. It's not, it's not easy to share our stories. And so, and, and we're not going to say it perfectly. I know, I know that we've had already a number of women who feel a little embarrassed that they got emotional on this show, but I, I love that because that's part of our experience. We are emotional people. We're passionate people. We're, we're deeply loving. And, and so I hope that one, you're listening with an open mind and open heart, and you're listening with love and compassion. And if you are listening, actually, and this is really, this now I'm kind of getting to a, a selfless, a, a shameless plug here. <laughs> if you are listening, <laughs> if you are listening and you have been really touched by the show, maybe you haven't shared your show yet. Maybe you're, you were supporting someone who uh, shared their story. Uh, maybe you're about to share your story, or maybe, maybe you just enjoy listening. If you feel very touched by the show and affected by all the stories that have been shared so far, please leave us a review. Up until this point, we I, I think by the time you listen to this episode, we'll probably have like 25 episodes. And this is the first time I'm asking people to leave a review because I have received so much positive feedback from women already. But I want I want the world to see that this is I, I see all the DMs, I see all the emails, but I want everyone else to see the good work that we're doing here. And so if you believe in what we're doing, if you've been touched, if you've been inspired please go to our, go to whether you're on iTunes or Spotify or any of the other podcast platforms that where you could leave a review. I would love for you to leave a review, not just a five-star, although five-star is a requirement. I'm just sort of kidding. (laughs) (laughs) If you're, if you're not, if you're not going to say anything good, just don't say it because I'm not here to, I'm not here to speak to the critics. I'm not here because I've done that. I, I grew up with my family guilt tripping me, abusing me, taking money from me, 
touching me, I've dealt with that already. And I find that trying to please that gets me nowhere. I'm really here to help the individual living or who has lived in America that is of Filipino descent and identifies as female. That's the person that I want to speak to. And if you feel the same way and you want more women to hear about this, I highly, highly encourage you to leave a five-star review, but also <laughs> also to just leave something, leave, leave a love letter for us, like leave some some positive feedback, knowing, let, let us know that we're headed in the right direction um, because those reviews will really help give us the exposure that we need to get in front of more people and especially empower more women uh, to share their stories, uh, really own their stories and, and heal, like find healing in their stories, especially if it's a painful one. So that that's kind of the biggest point that I feel like I need to share because most of my notes are about it. Yeah. And so Nani, any, anything else you want to add about that? I want to thank you so much for saying that. I feel like if nobody else needed to hear that, I needed to hear that. <laughs> so oh. going forward, I, I'm going to try my hardest to embody that attitude and, and that mindset. And that was really helpful. So thank you again. Oh, thank you. I, uh, it's, it's my pleasure. I'm, I'm kind of like, for a lot of my uh, friendships growing up, because I was typically the oldest in the class because I had to wait a year because I was a December baby. <laughs> I've always kind of played a motherly role. And my, you know, my sister, my sister's also five years younger than me. And, and she's, she's the apple of my eye, the love of my life. She's a lot of things to mm -hmm. me. And so I'm coming to a place now. And, and if, if you don't notice already, listeners, or you listener, <laughs> if you don't notice already, I have found my voice. I'm still refining it. But I'm using my voice, not just for me, but to, but to fight for other women like me, to defend and to celebrate and to honor women like me, because I know, I know what it's like, and I'm getting emotional saying this now. Like, I know what it's like to be afraid, to, to wonder like what your, your family will think of you, to, to feel unsafe, to not, like a lot of people, you know, a lot of people deal with their situation and, and, and uh, because they can't leave, you know, maybe they're not financially ready, or maybe their, their family has their fair, their family has unknowingly emotionally and mentally abused them to the point that even though they could leave they themselves don't think they can they're they're in a they're in a cage that's wide open but they don't know how to get out of it they close they it themselves yeah yeah they don't know because they've just been like a lot of abuse yes we know about the physical abuse we know all that the domestic domestic uh, domestic violence but there's a lot of emotional and mental abuse that a lot of us don't show because we're really good at putting a presentable face and not being homeless or not like we we know how to like look good on paper but there's a lot of pain that also carried with that and and it's hard to say it to our family because they're gonna say oh but you got a job you're stable you know we did all this for you it's like yeah but why why am i why do i have suicidal thoughts why am i depressed all the time why do i why am i on antidepressants why am why this why that like like if all of this is supposed to be good why do i feel so awful and and that's that's part of the audience like one of many of the audiences within our our tiny community that that we really want to speak to and support and say we see you, we hear you, we hurt with you, and we want we want to heal with you. And uh, I lost my train of thought, but I feel I feel like that was a pretty strong point. <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was I also lost my train of thought of whatever I was just about to say, but I know that I was going to mention a me another meme. <laughs> oh, cool! <laughs> I love memes. Like, 
<laughs> you can have a meme for the co-host instead of me. <laughs> so I posted this meme on Facebook, which I thought was interesting because my dad responded to it. I thought my dad's response was interesting, not the meme. Well, also mm-hmm. the meme. The meme says, feeling the need to be busy all the time is a trauma response and fear-based distraction from what you'd be forced to acknowledge and feel if you slowed down. And it was funny because I posted that specifically, like subliminally talking about my dad because my dad mm. works like a dog. He literally works like goes in at like 3 or 4 a.m. and doesn't leave till like 8 or 9 p.m. And it's just like, is your job really that <laughs> that yeah. busy and that hard? Because literally for my whole entire life, that's how he's been. And now that I'm getting older and doing my own self-exploration, it's kind of clear to me that he's deeply traumatized and exactly what this meme says, just afraid to sit down and acknowledge it Mm. (laughs) and confront it. So it was funny that he responded. Well, my uncle responded acknowledging it, saying, why do you think I'm always working? And I just said, anytime that you want to sit down and unpack that shit, I'm here. Mm -hmm. And then my dad commented and he's like, yeah. And to give you some background context, my dad is very, my dad and my relationship is not like a dad daughter relationship at all. We're like friends and all we do is joke and play around with each other. If Mm -hmm. I ever try to ask him about anything serious, he either doesn't respond, shuts it down, or just he's a popular response of his is to just straight up ignore you. in person mm-hmm. while you're talking to him at the dinner table. It's just no response. Oh my anyway, God. So he replied <laughs> wow. and he goes, yeah, that being broke feeling does have a way of motivating people. Mm. And I just, I had such a hard time thinking of, of a response to that because there were so many ways that could go, right? There was mm-hmm. the first, my initial reaction, which was to pop, an attitude at him and throw a little sass at him and be like, which is bringing me back to my original point. <laughs> You're literally just giving me a prime example of the point that I'm making in this meme, right? Because you're mm-hmm. refusing to acknowledge that there's something else to confront other than the feeling of being broke, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or I could respond and say something fake and something Because another thing that I've been trying to work on is, is how to talk to my dad and how to communicate with him. And now that both of my grandparents have died, it's really important for me to make that connection with him because I don't want to have no stories to tell my kids. You know what I mean? Like, I want to know what happened in his childhood and what my grandma and grandpa were like before we came along and stuff. Like, I want to know what his life was like in the Philippines before they came here. And all of that stuff is just things that he's like, well, why do you want to know? I don't know. I don't remember. Ask someone else. Like, those are his mm. responses. Mm-hmm. And so by him responding to this meme was kind of like, oh, this is my little window of opportunity to get him to talk. Not Obviously not on Facebook, but, like, I didn't want to just scare him away with my attitude is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is kind of a prime example of the – the struggle that I deal with in expressing myself like how I do here or on my blog or on Instagram and trying to relate that to personally tied to my family 
and I'm just feeling like I can't really make too much more progress if I don't know any more about my history, about my family history. No, well said. I think that's a that's a good meme that really it really speaks a lot uh, to people. I think about my mom as well. Once we lost my dad when I was ten, she basically became a workaholic, and even we're we're definitely in a lot better place today. I'm so I'm so thankful. But yeah, for the longest time, she was a workaholic. If she wasn't going to work, she was home cleaning the house. She she was always doing something or she would like pick up a second job. Uh, she was just always, always, always working. And even till this day, I don't I don't really have like a, an emotional relationship with my mom, but I have a good relationship with her now. It's just seeing what she went through and seeing, I wish she was able to communicate with us about dad and what it was like being with him. And now we can take, you know, we can ask her about it, but I think it would have helped a lot of our healing if, if our mom was a storyteller, if she did take the time to explain things, but not a bash to my mom in any way. This is why I'm, I'm talking about her publicly. She knows I love her, but just knowing like what could have been, what could have been helpful. And I guess I'm just happy that I have here I am at 31, having fi- found my own outlet on, on a podcast show with you, Nani, <laughs> to to really just talk about our stories, about how we don't know our stories, and yeah. and hopefully in talking about talking about it enough, we have the courage to really seek it out and find the right words and verbiage to ask the people we love the most who are not so ready to share those stories. They have it locked tight or locked tight for whatever reason. And like you said, and just like in that meme, they probably have their own traumas that they don't know how to communicate themselves because it's not what they were taught growing up. And we have to respect that as well. We have to respect that and just appreciate the fact that at the end of the day, and this is this is another point I wanted to share, and I'm, ha- I'm happy it's coming up this way. <laughs> at the end of the day, our intention for this show is not to hurt anyone. And I know for even our loved ones, Unless you were really like a sociopath or something, you really deliberately like wanted to hurt people. But for the most part, most regular sane people don't want to hurt anyone. And I heard this quote from one of my favorite pastors, uh, Rick Warren from Saddleback Church in in, in, um, Orange County, California. He said, hurt people hurt people. And basically, yeah, when you're hurt, you're going to hurt other people because all, all you know is hurt. And so I just hope you know that when, like, if you do feel hurt by anything that's shared on the show, just know it's not our intention to hurt you. We're really, we're really trying to find healing and and doing that and sharing our truth. And we just hope that you can like really even challenge yourself. If you felt offended, even with anything I have said, because I know I've said a lot on the show, but to, to have an open mind and just really see like the heart of this and what we're really trying to do here. And it's really just trying to give all of us a safe space to share our stories so that we can find healing, not just for ourselves, but for other, you know, for other people that are listening. Uh, for you, listener, hopefully you are finding <laughs> some some uh, healing in this uh, as well. We know the risk it takes in doing something like this. Uh, this is another note I added. Like, I know, I know that I'm going to offend people. I know I'm going to hurt people. I know I'm going to embarrass people. I know that. But just like what you said, Nani's, like it, it comes to a point where your healing is so much more important than protecting other people's feelings. Oh my God, that totally rhymed. Yeah, you're. I'm gonna say That's that again. What I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah, please do. <laughs> and that totally rhymed, everyone. Here we go. I'm gonna say it again because it was good. so good. So your, <laughs> it was like your healing has 
Oh my God. I totally forgot it. Your healing has uh, nothing to do with your, our healing has nothing to do with hurting your feelings. I think that's what I was trying to say. Did I say that? It said something. It had the word protection in it. Oh, I did. Okay. I'm going to go back to the recording later. <laughs> and throw in a second a second shout out there okay yeah yeah but but yeah like like the way that we're healing is not oh the way that we're healing is not intended to hurt your feelings that's what i was saying i'm gonna say that one yeah. more time our healing is not intended to hurt your feelings i think i'm gonna make that the title of this episode i like um, that i think yeah. that's a good idea that's that's a good one i think that's very relevant actually yes I, I agree. I'm I'm so in shock that I said that. I'm so proud of myself right now. Um, Hurry up and write I, it down before we both forget. I know, right? Right. <laughs> Again. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> and so yeah, I hope that you all understand that. And I hope that this encourages you, listener, to find healing as well and be unapologetic about it. Because yeah, your healing is more important than other people's feelings. It really is. And we're gonna hurt people anyway. It's just going to happen. There's no way around it. We're going to hurt people whether we like it or not, whether we realize it or not. So if you're going to hurt people anyway, why not heal yourself while you're doing it? I mean, it's just, I just, I mean, that sounds kind of bad at the same time, but I hope that you all, you know, yeah, I hope you get what I mean by that. Like my mom, she was trying to find healing and working and she was hurting, but she didn't know she was hurting me at the same time. But I know now that was never her intention to hurt me. It was never her intention to be emotionally unavailable to me. It was never her intention to max out my credit card to like hurt me. She was trying to survive. She was trying to heal. And when I was finally to, when I was finally able to look at my mom with those lens, everything changed. Everything changed. It got me to realize, wow, my mom's just another human being who happened to give birth to me. And she lost the love of her life. And she was trying to figure out life without him. And here I am being, yeah, yeah, with three kids under 11 years old. We were 11, 10, and five. And she, I mean, I, I mean, and on top of that, my mom was an immigrant. My mom still has her accent till this day. She dealt with discrimination in the workforce for a very long time just to provide for us. She went through a lot of stuff. So like to me, to, to ask for, for, to ask her to be emotionally available I see now is completely was completely selfish of me to demand that and want that of her. And, and I had to find it in my own way. And I was okay with that. I'm not disappointed in my mom for not having provide that. In fact, I'm glad she, I'm glad she did everything else. I'm glad she did everything else so that I can fulfill the needs that I really needed. Right. I think that I've also come to a similar point with my mom, which I'm really glad about because of the lack of progress that I've seen with my dad. But my mom and I have come to such a good place and we've still got work to go, but I think it's all really stemmed from my maturity and that exact realization that, you know, maybe my mom wasn't emotionally available to me or maybe she expected certain things that I didn't agree with or didn't want. But at the end of the day, she was working with the tools that she had and she did the best that she could with those tools. And Mm -hmm. it's not my job to sit here and judge her for the tools for not having the tools that she didn't have. Right. Just she didn't have them and she had to learn. And some of them she didn't learn until recently as she's learning with me. And that in itself is a very humbling experience as well. To kind of just bring me back down to earth when 
you go through this, you can sometimes I feel so, sometimes feel so resentful towards Mm. your parents or whoever it is that raised you that uh, shaped your identity or whatever. And I think it's really important just to know that where we're at with the whole self-actualization thing is a complete 180 from where our parents were at or where our grandparents were at. And we have to respect that. Absolutely. Well, with that said, as much as I want to get into comments from people, I, I think oh, this yeah. <laughs> I, I think this is a, a great way to really wrap up this episode, Nani. I think I think we shared a lot of truth for ourselves. And I want to thank you for being that support for me and listening to me because it helped it helps me share my story. And I'm sure I'm the same for you. <laughs> and what I actually would like to do, I'm kind of making this up on the on the spot, actually, is I think what we can do, like, since we are beginning to get feedback from people, is we'll start to incorporate that in our episodes. It'll be part of like, how we start off the show to say like, oh, we want to give a shout out to so and so. So I think we can organize oh, yeah, it that yeah. way. Yeah, I so like that we that don't Yeah, and then that way, it's more consistent, too, so that people feel more engaged. Exactly. So totally came up with that just now, but I I know that's normal for a lot of podcast shows. I just realized it for our show. But yeah, if you've left any comments or anything, I'm going to actively collect them so that we can start uh, dripping them throughout our future episodes. But I think that I think this was a very deep, profound conversation. And that as always, I was not expecting as a lot of our guests also (laughs) say (laughs) when they join us. I know. I feel like that's the common answer after we finish all the recordings. Wow, I was not expecting to get that emotional. (laughs) And I'm over here like, yeah, me neither. (laughs) (laughs) So you're like batting your eyes and like napkin. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) But, you know, I I think this is a great way to wrap up. And uh, yeah, you know, as if I don't say it enough, Nani, I just appreciate you. I'm just glad that uh, early on you reached out and jumped on the show because I think I I truly believe that you add value um, in a way that really complements what I'm doing and how our listeners are listening in and how our guests are on the show. So just thank you so much for uh, being part of this journey with me. And I continue, I'm looking forward to continuing this journey with you, however long it goes, whatever it ends up looking at, looking like, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) Yes, I am too. And thank you for giving me the opportunity. I mean, I didn't, obviously expect it when it it first happened but like I've said before I'm really glad that I'm doing it and I'm really glad that it's with you because I think that we just work really well together and just like you said that I help you with kind of the support in leading these conversations it really helps for you to lead because I have a lot of like flying thoughts and and things in my head but it's hard to kind of catch one and (laughs) you know articulate it in a way that people can understand so thank you for for doing that and facilitating the interviews the way that you do because we obviously need that (laughs) oh it's my absolute pleasure and uh one more time don't mean to do a shameless plug here but i will because you all love us by now if you are very touched by this uh, please we'd love to uh, hear from you uh, not just leave a voice message not email not just email us uh, we would love those all but if you want to leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify uh, I think I mean I know it's more on iTunes I'm not I've never left a review on Spotify but if there is a section for that 
we would love to hear from you and we'd love to have you share uh, your experience with us so far in the reviews um, so that we can see it and the world can see it and hopefully it'll create more exposure for all of us to normalize these conversations and make us all feel more enough uh, or feel enough uh, to be who we already are and uh, just continue to celebrate one another and continue to be our best selves. So with that said, Nani, I want to thank you again. And I want to thank you to our listeners, especially the one that's listening to us right now. Yes, I'm talking to you. And okay. um, <laughs> oh, wow, you're there. <laughs> yeah. And we look forward to seeing you on our next episode, which we will, uh, I think from here on out, we'll start to give many shout outs as you engage with us in social media and our other outlets. So all right, that's pretty much it. Nani, it's been a pleasure speaking with you as always. Yes, you as well. And to our listeners, we are extremely grateful for you. And we look forward to speaking with you again in the next episode. Tune in next time.